golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love to play. Because I love it. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G., Along with a slightly older Will Perry. I can't believe you were checking for gray hairs on my head when I Maybe I should have checked the beard. (laughs) Yeah. That's usually where they start. Yeah, that's true. I found a couple of red ones in there the other day. Well, that's the first step. Letting it grow out. There you go. Is it? Red, then bing. Then 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 gray? I hope not. There's too many years before that's going to happen. You let it grow out, huh? Yeah, I figured. Get rid of that Brillo pad look. Yeah, I figured. I figured I would go ahead and uh, change some things up a bit. You know, New Year, New You kind of thing. I guess. Ah, well. Okay, it is May. May first. Did you have like some May Day? No, no. I think it's one of those resolutions. I think it's one of those things. Like when you get closer to thirty. Well, I'm one year away from thirty now at this point, and. Like 30. 30. That's when like you. How really, do we let you in here? <laughs> I know, right? That's when you. Uh, at least for me, it's kind of like really starting to set in a bit, and I can only imagine like later in life as well. But um, so I was like, why the heck not? Let's uh, let's change it up a bit. I've actually had this haircut for like ten years. Since you were twelve. <laughs> <laughs> ten years, I think. <laughs> so I haven't changed it. Well, I'll tell you, somebody whose life is changing. It would be Cameron Smith. Congratulations to Blixt and Smith for winning the Zurich Classic, the team team championship. And uh, I didn't know if they were going to get it done on Monday, Will. I watched it, and hey, it was not exactly a putting extravaganza. Well, quite to the opposite. I mean, they made a ton of birdies in the final round. True. Um, so maybe a little of the mojo wore yeah, off. Yeah, I can. Well, you can imagine kind of getting into even into that position where um, you know Kevin Kisner chipped in on eighteen to even force that situation where if that didn't nail the pin, ninety-five feet. That sucker would have been thirty feet by. So I mean, it was pretty cool though. He was pumped. Yeah, which you should. always like to see. Yeah, and I think they probably would have loved to have. You know, had an extra hole right then and there. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and on the flip side, the LPGA, the six-hole monotony of the 18th hole over and over and over. Seven times in a row. Seven times. If you consider regulation as well. Get the gun. Yeah. It what was, are they thinking? I know. It was... um. It was just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And 
And actually, the first, I don't know if you caught the first couple holes of the playoff, but they weren't exactly playing stellar golf. I mean, they were both behind the trees on the right near the lake, and then they had to hit some squirrely punch-out shots and, like, just scramble to even make pars on a couple different occasions. Um, and then, you know, it finally got to to uh, the sixth, and, and Namura actually had an eagle putt and pretty much just a tap-in at that point for birdie. So, um it was well, pretty cool, though. It, I know there were a lot of people up in arms over no, social media was down. roasting, roasting this this finish. Um, granted, forty mile an hour winds. It was a tough day on the golf course, and you know it's what's interesting in those situations too is that it affects everything, right, right, right down to the to, to the putts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it certainly was an opportunity for you know the LPGA to get some really good. Uh, TV time, given the fact that the Zurich had been delayed six hours. And then it was like, psych? Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to hockey, sorry. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Give me the shootouts in the <laughs> hockey game. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. They got to come up with something because that was excruciating. Mm. Six times. Well, it was. And um, then we'll be talking to Steve Eubanks a little bit later, but, um, you know. Christy Kerr maybe being um, called out for slow playing her opponent. Well, that's I'm pretty sure that's been called out on her many times before. So um, that's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what what could be even an alternative to continuing to go sudden death, sudden death, sudden death, sudden death? I mean, what what other way? I mean, I can't a, think of anything. Have a circle. Else. At least, you know, put three holes in there. Okay. You mean in, instead of playing yes. the 18th hole? Oh, that yes. I would be down for. Like. Yeah, stop playing 18, go, you know, go back after 18 the second time, maybe go back to 10 and then continue exactly. to play through or something. Just give us Cuz then you're pretty much just trying to hit the same shot like every every time and and these players are like machines. I mean, they're able to execute it time and time again. Well, but. back to the Zurich, Jonas Blix and Cameron Smith winning with a birdie on the 76th hole on Monday. A uh, little tough to come back when all the crowds are gone. I'm sure that's... You're playing a, in front of like five people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there, were, there were a few more. Yeah, yeah. And thank God for the TV crew. Yeah. Uh, did you see these belts that they received? Yeah. Check this I, out. When I saw that... Those are on, bigger than WWE. Yeah, that's what it made me think of right away. They, Those they guys look, don't even look, you know, strong enough to wear a belt like that. That's cool, though. <laughs> like something, about 50 pounds of metal. Something different. Totally not something that I would... um Expect? expect like the Zurich classic like it's you know I wouldn't expect that at all well uh they do things a little differently and I do love their commercials I love that one they were running during the tournament uh which one was it about the getting up and practicing how early they because you know they were so committed to the new format the team championship oh yeah yeah, they're introduced you know I used to love the um they would do the uh the lie detector test type ones those were pretty cool too yeah no it was it was very fun and um okay our picks blown out of the water um Jason Day Ricky Fowler out yep Masters runner-up Justin Rose and Henrik the stud Stenson nope gone we were toast J.B. Holmes and uh, that was my backup. Bubba Watson had it going a little bit at a couple at a couple different points. What did they actually wind up finishing at? They were on the top of the leaderboard at least at some point on. The, I want to uh, say fifth. That's what I thought. Fifth, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was fourth or fifth. And um, and Jordan Spieth, 
uh, finishing fourth. So that you know, it was it was with Ryan Palmer. Yeah, they they made a they made a good run at it. Um, but uh, I you know I was kind of surprised. You know those first couple of playoff holes. You know it shows how difficult getting it in the hole and winning is watching those playoff holes because you'd see a couple of guys. I mean, they were hitting them right on their spots, you know, especially on 18 hitting it, hitting that second shot layup shot over to the left. So they had that approach across the green to the back pin, several of them right in line of each other, still missing the putt. You gotta, it's all about execution at that point, right? I mean, anything can happen. You can hit that that's a that's a lot of what's crazy about you know sometimes how hard these golf courses are that these guys play is that like subtle subtle breaks like can completely throw you off you can be a couple feet away from a spot that you were on before and you know just a subtle break or you know the grain maybe a little bit or you know something like that that might come into play um that kind of changes it substantially well this week we're at the Wells Fargo in Wilmington, North Carolina. A one-off this year at Eagle Point Golf Club, uh, being a stand-in while uh, the host course, Quail Hollow, is under some reconstruction. So it's going to be interesting because the players aren't used to this golf course. And it's the return of DJ, which I know we're all excited to see how he plays. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how he comes out, especially considering he was lighting, you know, the golf world on fire right before he got hurt before the masters. Just a, a little quick note. I'm kind of disappointed. Sergio's not playing. Yeah, I thought you know, he was. After I a thought masters he was when I was expecting that as well. And then when I re looked at the pairings again this morning, I was surprised to see that his name was not on the list. I thought he might want one round oh, well, one tournament under tur- his belt before coming won, to the players. And he won there, well, not at this golf course, but he won the tournament last year. Yeah, but in particular because of all the, you know, you know all the media that he's going to, the extra media he's going to have to deal with at the players. Uh, that Being a former champion and runner-up multiple times. And, yeah. you know, major champion now. Mm-hmm. So you would think that maybe he would have wanted to get some of that out of the way this week, but it's not happening. But... Still a good field, and we've got a lot of golf talk coming up. You're listening to 96.9 The Game. The Golf Insiders will be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. Oh, struggler's blues. We're back. The Gulf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G along with Will Perry. And Will, as you know, we've partnered with the Big Summer Golf Card. Well, now that I have mine, I'm really pumped. Yeah, how about that, huh? Birthday present. Thank you very much. This is the just they've been around for 22 years on the west coast of Florida. They've now expanded into Orlando. And for 60 bucks, you get unlimited play May through October. And it's some of the best courses in the area from, let's see, let's name a few. Disney, which we were at on Monday. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Eagle Creek, 
uh, Highlands Reserve, Kings Ridge, Kissimmee Bay, Orange County National, Red Tail, Remington, Southern Dunes, Timaquan. Some of the best of the best are part over 30 courses you can play around the Central Florida area for $60, just $60, and you get the lowest rate uh, published anytime. That works anytime for me. Anytime all day. So I think basically it pays for itself in about three rounds. You get prime tea times. Also, they have um, the big money summer tour, which they have monthly prizes of up to $30,000 in total giveaways through the whole season. So this is really a fun, fun, not only group to play with, but the card gives you so many benefits. So check it out, bigsummergolf.com. And they had a little uh, tournament on Monday at Disney to introduce the card to some of of the members. And our next guest was uh, nice enough to play 18 holes with yours truly. Jeff Babineau came fresh off the plane and showed up at Disney. Hey, Babs. Hey, Holly G and Will. How are you guys tonight? Let me tell you, he he was he smoothed it around that golf course, a little 38. Uh, what'd you shoot on the front? I can't remember, but he... I think I finished with an 80, which, yeah, these days for me, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty strong, pretty strong showing straight uh, from... From it's Louisiana. Kind of like, it's kind of like that office chair, coming out of the office chair to play nine holes with your buddies right after work. No warm-ups, just That's that right. Just swing wildly right at the fences. <laughs> well, I was I was inspired watching Holly G drive it all day, hitting it down there. I wish we... it down every fairway. Jeez. And we, we all wish we were playing scramble, didn't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but we do thank uh, our, our good friends at the Big Summer Golf card so uh, jb tell us um your your thoughts on on um the finish on sunday in new orleans yeah this monday. monday monday sorry finish. monday yeah. yeah they can't they can't finish golf tournaments there on sunday i think it's some local ordinance or something but uh they've had a tough time with the weather the last few years they've had a lot of weather issues rain came in this sunday but the event itself was a big hit i think players had a lot of fun it was you know, there's still a lot at stake. I mean, both the winners walked away with a million dollars and an official tour win, two-year exemption, all nine yards. Uh, but it was more relaxed than usual. You know, it wasn't such a grind. You had a partner there. If you had a couple bad shots, you had a partner to pick you up. And I think it's really popular. I think it's going to take off. I think some players that weren't there will be there next year. Now, we were talking before we went on air. Will and I, both of our teams, our picks were <laughs> out of there by the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was disappointing to see Ricky not make it and, uh, you know, Justin Rose and Henrik. Uh, you know, so there is always that issue of just like, you know, in, in the match play that, that um, you know, they kind of changed that format because of, because of the same situation where you can lose, you know, some of the best teams early on. Yeah, it's strange. I don't, I don't know how that would line up with uh... – you know, I know, like, the women this week are playing the single elimination match play. And you, so you always have a bit of a crapshoot when you have 18-hole matches. And, you know, 36 holes, I think those two teams that missed the cut, they were right on the line. They should have both probably made the cut. You know, I know Henrik and Justin Rose played the par 5 18th. All they needed was a birdie to get to the weekend. Both guys hit in the water. So it's a little bit odd there. Uh, it was, it's, a, it's a long golf course. They had a lot of wind, so it was kind of difficult. But... I think for the most part, uh, 
I think the stars get is kind of a cool thing. You know, it's you know Ricky and, and Jason Day. Where else are they going to play together? They're not going to yeah. play in the Presidents Cup. They're against each other, so it was kind of cool. They had a good time. The guys missing the cut still had a good time, so that's not usually the case week to week on tour. What do you think about the, the in the case of? Um, uh, I'm trying to blank now. Oh, Brooks Kepka and his brother yeah. getting a you know an exem- exemption. I mean, you know, or getting a spot you know in the tournament. Do, do you think that yeah. rubs some guys the wrong way? I, I don't think so. I mean, there are 80 teams, so a lot of guys had a chance to get in. I mean, they, it's like any event. It was open to uh, if you're if you were trying to ask someone who wasn't a tour member, you needed an exemption. But I mean, I think that gave Zurich a good story. You know, I I went and followed those two and wrote a story and. By finishing top five, Chase is actually playing this week at the Wells Fargo. So what a great chance for him. You know, he had won just some uh, major league mini tour event leading up into the Zurich. And now he's, he made, I think, about 140 grand last week with his brother. And he can make another big check this week at Wells Fargo. And now he's going to have enough money to like get into things like the web.com finals and, and he would start chasing a card. So I think it's kind of cool. I thought that was a good story and it was a great opportunity and, and they actually had a hot finish to make the most of it. Not only that, but some serious jumps in the FedEx Cup standings. Uh, Jonas Blix from 153 to 40, and uh, that's 113 <laughs> places. Wow. Cameron Smith uh, jumped from 67 to 20, so he's now in the 20, top 20. Right. And you know yeah. that got him into the players. He was so choked up, he, you know, he couldn't yeah. even he couldn't even talk when Dottie Pepper went to give him the interview. Yeah, that gave me chills. And even when he walked over with the uh, Sirius XM radio guys, he still couldn't talk. So it's, it's kind of cool in a way. I mean, that, that's how much it meant to him. He's 23. He's a nice player. He played better out of the two. And, and like you say, now now you know he's living in Jacksonville. He gets to be in the players next week, which is absolutely huge. And uh, I kind of laughed. The first thing those two did were they both withdrew from this week's event. You know, otherwise they'd be there grinding. But I guess they're going to enjoy it a little bit. And, and uh, get ready for next week, big stakes next week. What sort of staying power do you think this sort of format has? I mean, Holly kind of asked the question of, you know, does that kind of rub some other guys the wrong way? Obviously, you know, with this event, you're not getting kind of the full breadth of the, you know, exemptions into all of the events, like the winners don't get into the Masters from having won this tournament. But, you know, so, I mean, could that... Could, is it more based on the fun factor, you know, of the fact of being able to play with, you know, kind of your player of choosing? Yeah, I think so. I think it's totally a fun factor. You know, guys who play practice rounds together get to teed up alongside each other. The guys like team golf. It's fun. They don't, and, and they like a different format. You know, there, there's a different format being used this week on the European Tour. And I think these guys, you know, you just go through the, the mundane – a week after yeah. week, 72 hole stroke play, and it's such a grind. And so this was such a relief, you know. I don't think it rubbed anyone the wrong way. I think these guys really relished the the format, and they had a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, George Spieth already has asked Ryan Palmer to do it again next year. That's a big partner for Ryan Palmer to have. And and uh, I think these guys had a lot of fun. I mean, I, you know, you wouldn't want too much of it, but I think, you know, changing a format like that, it's different enough to – to pique these guys, you know, the interest of these guys. And you have six of the nine top players in the world there, so it certainly raised some eyebrows. How much room, you know, could that really leave the door open for maybe, even if it's one or two other potential different formats uh, on the tour? 
Yeah, I think it could leave the door open. I think guys like playing when they would play the you know the modified Stableford when they would play out in uh, out in uh, Reno late in yeah. the year or back in the day in Colorado. Uh, that's fun stuff for these guys. It's different and and like you say, it's just it's just a different way of going about it. They they play so much individual stuff and grind away. And, and these guys, there was a lot of guys there that never played the foursomes. It's the first time that the tour actually played real true foursomes where you didn't have two guys driving off a tee, just real true alternate shot. And, and, uh, and that's some pressure. I'll tell you, that's, that's pressure. some pressure. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I play that format, I choke like a dog. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's a lot of pressure for these guys. So, it, it, you know, you got to be pretty comfortable with the, the guy alongside of you because you're going to put him in some bad spots and he's going to put you in maybe a tricky spot and you got to be able to not, you know, apologize to each other so much. Just get on with it. So uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I, you know, I have never been to New Orleans to watch that tournament, but it was interesting enough this year to go. So I, I think uh, I didn't see TV numbers, and it was tough for the money finish, but I thought it was really good. I, I agree. I agree. And as they say in match, match play means never having to say you're sorry. <laughs> uh, we didn't do any apologizing on Monday. So. That's right. Well, all right. We're looking to the Wells Fargo and then on to the players next week, Jeff. Um, okay. The return of, of DJ. I know we're, that's going to draw a lot of eyeballs this week and weekend. Um, what do you hear? And uh, is he ready to go? Yeah, I hear he's ready to go strength-wise. He's a little rusty practice-wise. So he hadn't done a lot of practicing, uh, but he hit the ball up there in, in practice on the range pretty good. So he's so hot, you know, when he left. It's kind of an odd deal to be going for your fourth consecutive, you know, tournament win in, in four starts and kind of be iffy on the health side. But, um, you know, if anyone can just jump back in, I really think he can because he doesn't get very far away ever. He's, he's always close and – he hits it so well. If he has a good week with the putter, he'll be right in there again. Are you surprised that Sergio isn't playing leading up to the players? Yeah, I mean, you talk about a honeymoon off the Masters. I mean, why? Yeah. He's certainly enjoying that one. Uh, but that was the plan when he, the day, you know, the night he left Augusta, he, we weren't going to see him again with the players. And, you know, same as Rory. We're going to see Rory. Uh, he usually plays Wells Fargo, but we're going to see him at the players. And, now, there'll be a lot of excitement there. There's so much at stake at the players, and it's their tournament and their their championships. Got a huge purse, and, and we've had some great finishes there. So, uh, you know, I think it'll be exciting to see Sergio there next week. See what Rory has post wedding. Have Dustin get back into some form, and and you know, you get all these stars colliding again, and we should have a great championship. I couldn't agree more. Well, we'll be seeing you up there next week, my friend Jeff. Babineau, check out all their coverage. One of our best publications, golfweek.com. Thanks so much, my friend. You got it. Have a good night. You're listening to Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. More golf talk coming up. Stay with us. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble. Won't pay the price. I love my Muni, I think it's nice. If we could just make a part. We're back. The Golf Insiders. In the house, Holly G, along with Will Perry and Will. Oh, is it my, I'm throwing Big it to me? Big announcement. Okay, Perfect. No, we just wanted to remind you, Golf Insiders fans, to always check us out on Twitter and Facebook at the Golf Insiders. 
also too the podcast is now really ready to go for you guys so and the blog, the blog. don't forget about the blog we've got tons of, new of content, content pushing out three to four unique pieces a week so check us out on there offer your commentary you know we love to hear from you too we're not the only ones who think we know what we're saying about golf so check us out on Twitter and Facebook at the Golf Insiders. And check this out, the big summer golf card. Uh, Big, big thanks to them for the outing at Disney on Monday. We had a great turnout, over 125 players. Um, You can buy this card for just 60 bucks. Gives you golf from May to October. That's six months. Save 25% or more off your daily golf fees. Uh, primetime tea times and monthly prizes as part of their big summer golf tour uh, with up to $30,000 in giveaways. So this is cool. We met some of the people that have been using the card on the West Coast. They love it. Just a great way to play a whole bunch of golf. And another special event we have coming up. For any of you out there that need to do a little tune-up on your golf swing, or you've got maybe a junior golfer or somebody uh, that's wanting to learn to play golf, uh, we're bringing in a very, very special uh, LPGA teacher. In fact, she's a Hall of Famer, as well as, and this is rarefied air, Will Perry. She's a PGA Class A member, too. Her name is Kay McMahon, a good friend of ours, and we're bringing her in to do a one-day workshop out at Orange County National on Saturday, May 20th. Uh, this includes an all-day all day instruction, classroom work, range work, playbook, breakfast, lunch, gift bag, full video swing analysis. And for anybody who registers through the Golf Insiders, you're going to get 20% off. So you get all this for under $300. Kay is one of the most respected teachers, top 50 uh, best women teachers by Golf Digest. Check it out on our website, thegolfinsiders.com. One day instruction workshop on Saturday, May 20th at Orange County National. Check it out, thegolfinsiders.com. We'll waste no more time and bring in one of our favorites, Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Hey, Steve. How are you, Holly? I know you're someone that doesn't need tune-up on your game. You are a stick. (laughs) And you were out there playing today. I did play today. I I had had a wonderful time on a great Core Crenshaw course in Georgia. It was a lot of fun. So were you at the tournament um, out at Las Colinas in Texas, the LPGA event? I, I was not, but I watched every painstaking second of it. I will be out, uh, I'll be out at Kings Mill next. So uh, we but were... it was, um, thank goodness. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm not one for bad weather, and I'm certainly not much for, uh, for wind, even under the best of circumstances, and these were not the best of circumstances. I can't believe they finished, quite frankly. Well, uh, we talked about it in the opening segment. Um, uh, you know, the eventual winner was Haru Na- Namura, right? Is that uh, right. Jap- Haru Namura, right? Haru yes. Namura. A, She's... Wonder, a wonderful Jap- yeah, Japanese player. She, she's yeah. just a delightful young lady. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she, she, uh, it took a long time to get there, but she was the eventual winner. And uh, Christy Kerr, who's really been on a roll this year, um, taking some, some hits for her slow play, but uh, it was brutal conditions. It was incredibly brutal conditions. I mean, the the wind's blowing you around. I mean, earlier in the day, it had blown balls on the green, which is when I thought they would uh, perhaps suspend play until it it went down. But I think they were looking at the forecast and knew that once they stopped, they might never start again. So uh, they wanted to get this thing in, and so they – 
you know, they continued despite the fact that uh, players were, were very concerned about, uh, about the balls moving on the greens. Um, and, look, under those circumstances, anybody is going to play slow. Christie is a, is a slow player anyway. She, well, I say slow. She's very deliberate. Methodical. Uh, that's right. a nice her, way of putting it. Methodical, exactly. Her, uh, her routine didn't change that much. And I think that um, people who are, are saying there was gamesmanship involved, um, you know, they, they've never seen Christy Kerr play. I mean, that's just her natural routine. That's true. We, one thing that we were kind of kicking around between the break is, you know, they basically played 18 seven times in a row, right? I mean, yes. what, what, what would it take for the tour, or, you know, whether the LPJ or the PGA Tour does this as well, of being able to actually, like, go back into a, a different rotation of, of holes for, you know, these playoffs. I mean, th- nobody wants to watch them play that six times in a row. And it's not like the TV uh, towers it, go away. It would, it, would, it would require them to be a little more forceful with their television partners. Mm-hmm. No, those television towers don't go away, but the people manning them do. Uh, and I think that's, that's what it's going to, going to require. The person in 18 stays in 18 because they just finished playing 18. If uh, if you know that uh, it's the playoff is going to take place out on the 18th hole until it's done, uh, you only have to put one cameraman up there. You only have to have one sound technician out there. Uh, you don't have to have an entire crew manning the manning the golf course the way you would if it was over three or four holes. Now, PGA does it. Uh, the PGA has an ag- has an aggregate playoff uh, that goes over numerous holes. The Open Championship does it, aggregate holes. So you know if that's going to a playoff that it's going to be over multiple holes. Uh, I just, you know, I would love to see as most people would at least two. I mean, at least rotate it between say ten and eighteen or one and eighteen, uh, so that you don't have the same monotonous finish over and over and over again. Uh, I I totally agree. Um, this week they're in Mexico City for the Lorena Ochoa Match Play event. This is the tenth year for her tournament. First year it's going to match play, so the women are getting on board with this too. Yeah, look, I, I think match, the match play has been sorely missing. I mean, they, the, the Cybase was one of the, the best events if you enjoyed uh, watching a different format and for them to be able to go back now uh, to that and, you know, in a different venue with, with uh, Lorena as the host, uh, I think it's wonderful. And I would love to see, uh, I'd love to see at least, at least one, perhaps as many as two or three uh, match play events of different, different types, maybe a team event uh, throughout the course of the year or, or a two-man event like we saw saw this week in Texas with the men, something uh, that simply adds a little a little different flair to what you have with the women's game. Well, of course, this was the first year that the PGA Tour hosted an event in Mexico, which was very well received. Uh, but Lorena's really been the person, I mean, my gosh, you know, uh, retiring in her prime. Um, it already seems like it was, you know, decades ago that she was playing and, and playing you know, was a superstar after Annika. But uh, she she made a comment. I was listening to an interview where they now have what a difference this has made in terms of, you know, the amount of junior players and kids playing, that they've got over 100 players now in uh, playing on U.S. college golf teams from Mexico. There are a lot of players yep. on the junior from the junior game coming through Mexico just from previous, you know, what I was doing before. I've seen that too. Absolutely, a lot of a lot of kids taking it uh, that, are, that are involved in the game now that would not have been before, uh, and 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 like you say, a lot so many uh, of the college players today are uh, from Mexico. So it's it's been you know, it's been great to see. I mean, uh, Gabby Lopez is another example. I mean, th- for those who are too young to remember when Lorena played, 
uh, Gabby's out there, and, and people certainly saw her and see her on a weekly basis now. Uh, just to switch topics here as we wrap things up, uh, curious, Steve, as we get uh, around the corner here from the Players' Championship, uh, your thoughts, and it looks like you know we're just going to have a stacked field for that tournament, uh, just like we did for the Masters. Always one of the best fields in, in, the, in golf. I, I love watching that event simply because it's a, it's a different style of golf course than these guys are used to play. Uh, that kind of target golf is, is uh, very unique to that, you know, to that facility. And so uh, when you take the best in the world, the, the strongest field perhaps in the game, put them on a, on a demanding test like that, that golf course, uh, I mean, Holly, I, you, you played it, I played it, it repels good shots. Yeah. <laughs> if you are just fractionally off, uh, there's not, you don't get away with anything out there. And uh, so it, it, it's, it's really fun to watch that venue once a year. It sure is. There is nothing better than the, uh, than the 17th Island Green. Just ask yep. Sergio. <laughs> We're gonna be, it's going to be fun to see, uh, see how Sergio comes uh, back on course after, after the Masters win. Yeah, it's really going to be fun. You know, obviously his ball striking has been a tremendous um, you know, I, his, it's great to see him playing as well as he has been. And, and now that he's got the major monkey off his back, maybe he can win three and four times this year. Well, as always, wow, really going out on a limb there. That's a bold prediction. Obviously, we're not going to hold you to that. but <laughs> Lightning in a bottle, huh, Steve? I would love to see it. I tell you, you know, the guy, the guy is uh, he, he's, he's great for the game right now. I, I love him too. I've been rooting for him. I've well, been we know one of those. Love him. I've been one of those suffering fans for a long time since uh, I watched him scamper up the fairway of Medina. It was love at first sight. But anywho, he's getting married now, so I got to move on. Ha <laughs> 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 All right, Steve. Thanks so much to to follow all of Steve's coverage. Go to globalgolfpost.com. Thank you, my friend. Thanks. Talk to you soon, Holly. Listen to ninety six nine The Game. More golf talk coming up. Stay with us. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. I get my dentures shining bright. I got a deaf right ear for those golf carts I can steer. Well, Golf talk in the house, Holly G. And Will P. Whoa, I jumped all over that. You did. <laughs> you were all over it. <laughs> I just love our music. For sure. Um, all right. We've got the big summer golf card, as you know, Will. And um, we're going to give this one away through social media this time, actually. Yeah, so, some swag. Here we come. If you listen to our show, you never know. So the first person who messages us or uh, tweets at us at the Golf Insiders at the Golf Insiders. We'll take the big summer golf card. Remember, all kinds of deals around Central Florida for you to play at great rates throughout the entire summer. For six months from May till the end of October. And some courses offer it through December. Like Disney's only 30 Disney. bucks after 11, uh, 11 a.m. Yeah, and uh, and on certain days you get, I think, even a $5 off any, any rate just by showing your big summer golf card. So uh, this... Gives you, uh, you know, this makes you a VIP during the summer. 
and you get prime tea times. You know, there's no exclusions. Uh, there's some private clubs that uh, this allows you. And uh, if you want to go over to the West Coast, it's not just limited to Orlando. Uh, there's over 100 courses on the West Coast if you want to go, you know, take a couple of weekends um, and, and have some fun during the summer. Uh, along with this, they have the Big Money Golf Tour. They gave away up to $30,000 in cash and prizes throughout the summer. So this is, this is a very, very cool, uh, cool card uh, with gives you an opportunity to play lots of golf and have a lot of fun. We had a great tournament on Monday, and we thank uh, our partners there at the Big Summer Golf Card. So how do they win? Tweet us at the Golf Insiders. Tweet, tweet. And uh, don't forget our, um, our big event coming up on Saturday, May 20th, a one-day workshop with Hall of Fame LPGA teaching professional Kay McMahon, She's also a PGA Class A member. That is uh, not, you won't find too many with those two credentials. Uh, she's one of the Golf Digest top 50 uh, women teachers. And this is going to be at Orange County National. It's an all-day event. includes lunch and breakfast and a gift bag and all your range work and classroom and playbook and video swing analysis. And this we know you Golf Insiders loaded. fans need to improve your golf game. So, so go to thegolfinsiders.com, and uh, if you mention the Golf Insiders when you call to register, you'll get a 20% discount because we love passing on the best deals. All right, we'll waste no more time. He's back from vacation. He's working hard up at the Wells Fargo. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hello, my friend. Hey, I'm good. How are you, Ollie? Good, good. Um, what's cooking up there in Wilmington? Well, I mean, they're going to be playing on a beautiful. Beautiful? Uh-oh. <laughs> La. That's the live radio aspect, right? I love right? live radio. <laughs> Uh, it's better he than has your... us waiting with bated breath. What That's was he right. going to say? Oh. It's like uh, Mad Libs, right? Finish the. What is Todd? <laughs> Go ahead, finish the sentence for Todd. The beautiful. Yep. I couldn't uh, tell you. Not Magnolias. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think he's going to talk about the golf course. Well, which... and the thing is, is honestly, we don't know much about about this golf course because the Wells Fargo has been played at Quail Hollow for so many years, and um, you know, it's more so just based on. You know, this field, obviously, we've got Dustin Johnson playing. It's the first time he's back, which I'm I'm looking forward to seeing with what he can do again. You know, Phil's playing. Uh, it's not the strongest field, but... Eagle Point Golf Club is where they're playing. It's designed by Tom Fazio, so you know that's going to be a good and golf I'm course. And I'm playing at uh, World Woods this weekend, and that's a Fazio, so I'm pumped about that. It opened in 2000. It's... Uh, Characterized by rolling terrain, massive oak trees, hundreds of pines, meandering streams. And um, I think Todd's going to tell us more about this beautiful golf course. Hey, Todd. So, so Todd, Mad hey, Libs that, that sentence for us, if you could. <laughs> hey, you got me there? Yes, we got you. All right. Sorry about that. No uh, worries. I'll quickly tell you, the biggest challenge for this golf course, for the players here on this golf course, I should say, the greens. They are big with a lot of movement. Uh, a lot of collection areas, and they are fast and firm. And you combine that with the fact that we're going to have 20 to 30 mile per hour winds tomorrow. More wind. Maybe even higher. Yeah, more wind. And wind all week, actually, but tomorrow's going to be the worst day. It's going to be a difficult second shot golf course for these guys. So you combine that also with the fact that they don't have a lot of knowledge on this golf course. Many of them see it for the very first time, including Phil Mickelson, who saw it for the first time today. So 
I think I don't think scores are going to be super super high. Uh, what do you think about DJ? He doesn't seem to have a whole lot of trouble in the wind. Is that going to benefit somebody like um, he and John Rahm, who can you know kind of power it through the wind? Well, I think the biggest thing for DJ is coming back and, and getting some confidence. Not that he's going, not that he lost a lot, rather uh, after that injury, falling down the stairs at Augusta National. Uh, or at Augusta prior to playing at Augusta National, I should say, at a house that he's renting. Um, so I, I think the biggest thing for him is to make sure that he can get 72 holes in, not have any pain in his back. He doesn't appear to have any indications of that. He said to me that it was just basically a bad bruise. It was more muscular, not skeletal at all. So he thinks it, it it's past him, and he seems good to go. How likely, I mean, is it that he could kind of just jump back into form of, you know, prior to pre-Masters? I think it's I think it's very likely. Um, he's the best player on the planet right now. When he's playing his best, I think he has that intimidation factor of other players. They they feel like they can't beat him. And you know, it, it, he's got the most recent memories of winning on the PGA Tour uh, in, in a dominant way, winning in his last three starts. So yeah, I I don't think I I'm, I would be actually surprised if he's not at least kind of in the mix come the weekend. We've seen, you know, some guys break through like Kevin Chappell, uh, Wesley Bryan winning at the Heritage. Uh, Kevin Kisner, I think, is the next one, don't you, that, that, that's due to pile up that victory. He's been awful close. Many well, times. Well, he's already won. He's won on the PGA Tour. He won in the fall uh, a couple of years I, ago. Yeah, I meant, I meant this year. year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could see Kevin. I mean, Kevin definitely has potential. He went through a little bit of a valley in his career uh, about four or five months ago, but he seems to be fighting his way back. I mean, I think there are a lot of – I really – you mentioned Wes Bryant. I like him a lot. I think he's got tremendous potential. Um, he's an optimistic guy. He's already won in his rookie season on the PGA Tour. So you, you come out here as a rookie on the tour and you're looking for confidence. Do I belong? And obviously he's proved that to himself by just by winning in his – uh, in his first year out on tour. So he's got nothing but a tremendous foundation to build on. Uh, I, I, I'm looking over the next five or six years for him to have a really nice run, maybe a win a year. I mean, that, I, I, really, I really believe he's got that stronger game and that better of an attitude. And I'm all on the Cameron Smith train now. I was so excited to see him win. Um, what what an emotional victory. And, and now he you know, gets into the players. Such a great story. Yeah, and great, great potential growing up. Obviously, it was emotional for him to win. He was speechless. Yeah. Uh, to, to have his you know, PGA Tour card locked up now for a few years, to have the opportunity, as you mentioned, to be a part of the players and, and, and some other events as well. He, he didn't. He, the only bad thing is that the winners of the Zurich Classic did not get in the Masters, and it's a little disappointing. I hope that PGA Tour and Zurich and Augusta National can work it out so the winners do get – an invite to the Masters next year. I agree. Well, Todd, we've got to cut it short because uh, we're running out of time, but who's your pick this week? You know, I, I'm going with William McGirt. He grew up about a, an hour and a half away from here. Uh, he, he's playing well. He was in the mix at Augusta National, the Masters, and I think he, he's going to be somebody to look out for. I love William. McDirt. <laughs> I mean, McGirt. <laughs> all right, Todd, thank you so much, and we look forward to all the wall-to-wall coverage you guys are going to have next week at the Players on the Golf Channel. Thank you so much, Todd Lewis.
Well, Will, who's your pick? I'm going to go with Kevin Kisner. I mean, he played too well last week. He's had multiple times of being able to win tournaments. Let's go with Kevin Kisner. Ah, uh, you know. Pulling one out of my pocket a little bit there. Oh, gosh. I'm going with Wesley Bryant. I just want to go for a long shot. Maybe. Okay. Well, we we're, we're both have taken long shots, so I like it. At least we're not going with the expectation this time. The Golf Insiders, we love you. Bye-bye.